0: You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Welcome to another episode of the Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Carelli. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Nick Jimenez. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about the fourth episode of series eight. Uh, Listen. And uh, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna get into full spoilers on the other side of the the sponsor spots. But first, I want to get. I want to go around the room and check everybody's temperature, see what they thought of the episode. Uh, So, Cassandra, let's start with you.
1: Hot diggity dog. I really (laughs) liked this one, like, a lot. Um, I watched it, like, an hour ago. um, So, it's still percolating in my memory. Um, But, no, I, I really liked it. I thought... It did a really good job of balancing like moments of horror with moments of, um, I don't know. It was poignant and sweet and also kind of scary, and I was really impressed. Good job, Stephen Moffat.
0: All right, Nick.
2: Yeah, you know, and not not to sound, you know, it, it, you, know, you do you don't want to sound too much like a broken record, but like. The season is now four for four, and I had a really great time with this one. Um, it It was genuinely spooky, and with this episode, I was really impressed by how quiet and kind of elegant and sexy it was. And, you know, we'll talk about it in spoilers, but, like, that last five minutes just had a real, genuine, like, emotional punch that Stephen Moffat episodes normally don't have. And you kind of, you know, as I've said time and time again on this podcast, my favorite episodes of the show or when you walk away kind of having a better understanding of who the doctor is as a character in this episode deceptively did that because I didn't think it was going to be one of those episodes. And then it ended up doing that.
0: All right. Yeah, no, I, uh, I agree with you guys. Uh, I think I'd go even one further and say, um, I think personally, this is Stephen Moffat's best episode since the Russell T Davies era. Wow. Uh, I think this is his, I think this is his best episodes uh, as showrunner. Um, And I was uh, kind of blown away by it. Uh, And watching it a second time, I was uh, even more blown away by it because I started to form a theory, uh, which I'm going to try and uh, talk about on the other side of spoilers. Um, But it's still percolating, so you'll have to forgive me because it's not completely thought out. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... I really, really, really loved this, especially considering it does things that should annoy me, but didn't because they were so well done. Um, I was just, I was, yeah, just the mood of it, the, the, just the writing. Like, I loved the 12th Doctor in this. Um, I would say that this is probably the first time that is so far in series eight where I was like, oh, I kind of get him now um, because of, you know, there's like so many scenes in this where he's like, there's that scene where uh, him and Clara are just like hanging out in a room. And I'm just like, this is, this is that guy. Like, this is who he is. <laughs> um, and I just, I, it kind of, I don't know. I like, I started, I started to understand the 12th doctor in a way that I think the last three episodes have sort of confused the matter. Um, this one felt like, uh, a little more concise, um, with the character, which, you know, granted, you know, the character was created by Moffat. So it makes sense that he has a better handle on him. Um, but it's, uh, it's really, really, it was really good. And I am so excited for the finale now. Um, because if it's anywhere, like at, we're just getting, we're just getting like crazy, great Steven Moffat right now. And I'm so happy. Um, there's nothing. there's nothing quite like a really good Stephen Moffat episode. Uh, it just feels special. Um, and this one feels really special. So let's, uh, let's talk about it. Uh, before we do... I want to remind you guys that we are sponsored by dcbservice.com, which is the site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic books and collectibles at discounts your local comic book shop just can't compete with. Use DCBS to place your orders two months in advance and get discounts of 40% off and special discounts up to 50% off. So place an order as big or small as you like and ship monthly, bi-weekly or weekly, with flat rate shipping of only six ninety five every time an order goes out, thanks to dcbservice.com. Also, instocktrades.com, their sister site, where you can purchase any hardcover or paperback graphic novel collection that's currently in print at massive discounts of 25 to 45% off. And if that's not good enough for you, check back on Wednesdays for new release specials of 50% off every single week. And remember, all orders over $50 get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades.com. Um, Alright, so uh, where do you guys want to start? Uh, Cassandra, talk about something.
1: Um, Alright, let's talk about awkward, really cute flirting slash date, because I thought that was really <laughs> cute. Um. I don't know. I, I re- the more we see Clara, especially in this series, the more I really enjoy her. Um, and it really does feel like she was created to be the Twelfth Doctor's Companion more so than Eleven, because for that she was just kind of like a, to go with your theory, Sky, like a metatextual like, stand-in for like the fan. Um, but it really feels to me like she's coming into her own right now. And this episode proves it for me. Um, Mm -hmm. because, especially because of the way that she plays such an important part, like, um, throughout the episode, which is kind of deceptive. Like you don't think that she's going to, and then there's that scene in the barn,
2: which we'll Mm -hmm. talk about.
1: Um, (laughs) that sounds sounds so
2: foreboding. (laughs)
1: The scene in the barn. Um, But as far as Clara and Danny go, they're super cute. And I know last week we kind of talked about um, how we didn't want to see them get together. But now the way that this is, like the direction that this is heading, we, unless they do the time can be rewritten thing, we know that they're going to end up together somehow. So I want to see more of it because... I don't
0: know. It's like a reverse. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just ready for him to be a companion already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I kept waiting for her. Like I thought when um, astronaut guy came in the restaurant uh before she knew that it was her like great grandson or whatever uh when when that happened like I thought she was gonna and he was like walk like uh, uh Danny was like walking away I thought she was gonna grab him and just pull him into the TARDIS um yeah. To just be like here's the truth here you go all at once let's let's rip off the band-aid <laughs> um and i was really excited and then it didn't happen so i was a little i was a little disappointed by that but you know obviously the episode was so good that it it's not like i missed it or anything um but uh yeah i'm just i'm just ready for him to to join the join the crew um i want to see him on an adventure i like that they're both school teachers uh it just it reminds me so much of barbara and Ian, that, it's really, it's really fun. Yeah. Um, it's like, I mean, they're kind of like a modern Barbara and Ian, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty so. sure that's exactly what they were going for. And at first, mm-hmm. I was really hesitant because I love Barbara and Ian to death. For those of you who don't know, Barbara and Ian are like the first ever Doctor Who companions, if you don't count Susan, because nobody likes Susan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. Someone's gonna fight me. The Doctor um, did.
0: Like, not- yeah. Oh. Cool. You just made fun of his, her, his granddaughter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> he locks the door. It's like, go go have a life, Susan. I don't need you anymore. Um, but where was I going with this? Oh, I love Barbara and Ian to the point where it's kind of absurd. So I was like, how dare <clears throat> they? But I really like this take on that whole school teachers and the TARNIS thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see where that goes.
0: Nick, what do you think of all that? Yeah,
2: um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I love Danny Pink. I, I just think he's so suave and charming, and I don't know. I definitely, I definitely, really, sh- I, I definitely ship them. You know, to coin it, the, the phrase of our age. <laughs> um, and uh in, in, in rough. Are, are we doing spoilers yet?
0: Yeah, in, yeah, are
2: not. Not to go too into the what, that that thing that happened in the barn. Um, this is how you communicate that, Clara, Clara the Clara is an important companion. This is how mm-hmm. you you don't like wedge her into the timeline, but through character and theme and story, I this more than anything, like this is the first episode where I really felt the weight and importance of Clara's relationship with the Doctor in such an organic, uh illuminating, surprising, really moving way. So I don't know, this whole episode it felt like Moffitt being edited or like sculpted you know it's kind of like a harder better faster stronger leaner moffat where it was funny but it wasn't cute it was like clever but it wasn't like like oh look at me look how clever i am it was like oh this was actually really cool and yeah this whole episode was just really lean and i uh, yeah I, I can't say enough good things about it i do i do um, also have my own theory uh I, th- I think this episode further um gave way to my theory of like Danny being kind of like a parallel to the doctor. I think the whole like the soldier toy being belonging to both of them, the idea of a soldier without a gun. I don't know. It oh, yeah. just that really reminded me a lot of what I was getting from Into the Dalek, only this time in a much kind of uh, more subtle, moving way.
0: Well, subtle, subtle, but also um, more explicit, <laughs> sure. yeah. I guess, you, you know? Uh it was it was just a lot better done here. Yeah. Um than than it was in Into the Dalek. Because into the Dalek, like, I saw your point, but I wasn't I wasn't really fond of it. And here I really loved mm-hmm. it, and I thought it was really well done. So um yeah, I really like that. Uh my theory with this episode is uh <clears throat> and you're gonna have to roll with me as I kind of think this out loud. Okay. As I was watching it the second time, I started to think that this was actually like th- this could be Moffat's Moffat talking about listening to critics. Oh. and that and that you know at the beginning of the episode where the doctor is just like, listen, you know, like there's a, what if there's always someone watching you or you know always someone around? And I'm like, oh, the audience. <laughs> and what would they do when? Right, and when the doctor is just like, "Don't look at them, don't pay attention to them," it's like him quitting Twitter. Sure, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and so like he's like, you know, turn your back to them or whatever. And then when Clara is basically like saying, "It's you fine, know, it's fine," <laughs> like like when she, I think she she says something along the lines of like, like at the very end when she was like, "What if like there's no such thing or or whatever? Um, what if like there was no monster?" and and you know what it, whatever and like so and she says the thing where it's like you know you can use the fear you don't have to use the fear to be mean or cruel uh, mean or cruel like you can use it to kind. be kind and i and i almost wonder if that's moffat sort of turning over a new leaf on sure, like show. His,
2: his mission statement for season eight
0: yeah um no i, I really like that yeah I it just I couldn't shake it the the second time I was watching I was like is Moffat just like talking to me right now like it's just <laughs> There was this
2: like <laughs> there was this really great moment where um the doctor started speaking in nursery rhyme and Clara was like did we travel to the end of the universe because of a nursery rhyme and I was like oh my god she's the audience like never never yeah. is she been more us
0: Yeah
1: So yeah. when Clara's doing that whole monologue about using the fear to be better um do you think it's like analogous to Stephen moffin actually taking criticism
0: yeah well? that's what i that's what i think okay. i think it's it's him showing that like i try to stick my fingers in my ears and go la 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 i'm not listening
1: but you but you guys have a point about some things
0: right okay that's what i think or it's important to listen it is yeah right. It's important to listen. Like you just you don't have to you don't have to use all of it, but it's right. important to like you are at the end of the day making the show for the audience that's yeah, watching like, it. Fear fear is a superpower.
2: I was right. just li- right. to get off topic, but on, on the topic of creators listening to critics, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, um the directors of uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier were uh were the the movie was subject to a uh, honest trailer you know like those awful trailers where they're oh like,
1: yes i heard about that. and
2: it was like yeah. the honest trailer version was like oh it's actually really good and there's no plot holes and the director was like yeah because in the room when we were writing the script we'd be like okay wait what would the honest trailer thing for this be like <laughs> where would the that's fantastic. where are the holes and they would try to like critic proof it in a way and like that's them and like Chris Miller and Phil Lord openly admit to reading like film crit Hulk articles about like comedy and storytelling. I I do think there is weight to creators listening to what is being said about them in a way that's healthy cuz you know it's about letting not letting the fear
0: mm-hmm.
2: overwhelm you or, or or make you
0: cruel like you know like Clara says it can make right. you make you kind. Great. Right? Right. Exactly. That's that's exactly what I think well, that the episode is actually about.
1: It's interesting because I just saw this post on Tumblr and I, I, I need to look again to see if it had a source, but it was from an interview with Moffat and it said that he, he pretty much says that he writes Doctor Who for himself because it's pointless to even think about what other people want. So I'm wondering if this is like recently or like a couple of years ago.
0: That sounds dated to me because it doesn't seem like Moffat is doing a lot of interviews and things lately. Yeah. Um, okay. Like I know he did the Q and As in on the on the tour, like mm-hmm. the Doctor Who tour. Yeah. But outside of that, I don't think he did any other press.
1: I need to. I need to track it down because I don't think it had a source on it, and yeah. I was just like, "Shut up, Moffat, murder, But like, it. Yeah. I, I mean, it has weight. Like as a a writer, you can't let. You can't be bogged down by criticism. You have to pick and choose. Yeah. Um, or he- to go completely off topic. <laughs> 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 but, I mean, so I, I like this theory, though, because it's kind of Moffat growing up. And right. listening and picking and choosing. Like, yeah, he's writing it for him, but. Right. A, B, C, D, E.
0: It's, it's basically like, you know, you have to listen, but you don't have to make it. You know, you don't have to let it turn you into a jerk. <laughs> you you yeah. just have to listen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I couldn't shake it the whole time I was watching it, This like, the, the second time. I, I like, like that. Uh. <laughs> and, and then, you know, like,
2: uh, the 12th Doctor himself says, you know, do as you're told. And then later on in the episode, I, I don't take orders. And then he kind of does from right. Clara. He, he allows himself to be submissive to Clara, if only for like a moment, mm-hmm. out of trust. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Okay. Um. Sorry. Oh no. Can we can we talk about that though? Because in Wedding of River Song, the doctor said or someone the doctor tells River to do as you're told, and I have so much issue with that in that context. <laughs> but in this, because because both of them say it and they both listen to each other, it's mm-hmm. so much better. It's so good. Yeah. But I. Yeah.
0: Because they're they're equals. You know? exactly. Yeah in a way that i i really love and, and and it's something that i i like as a as like a as a, like a tool on doctor who when you have a companion that you picked up in your in in your previous incarnation and then you carried over into your new incarnation in, incarnation it's almost like the companion is the senior mhm in the relationship sure, yeah. at that point because they've been around longer than the doctor has. So it always bugged me when they don't do that. Um, like with the, with the sixth doctor. Um, yeah. He didn't do that. Uh, but you know, granted he only had her for like, like one adventure. Um, so maybe he was <laughs> kind of annoyed. At her. I don't <laughs> you know. You let me die. Uh, yeah. I died saving you. I just met you. <laughs> um, uh, But here and, like, with Tennant and Rose, um, it feels – that that feels like what kind of happened, you know, where they go from a teacher-student relationship to this more, like, equal mm-hmm. sort of
2: Yeah, well, it's, it's like an actual friendship where right. it, it's not like, right. you know, the companion yeah. is moon-eyed and following, you know, the dashing – doctor around on adventures it's like you know the the 12 will 12 will nakedly come to clara and be like i need you like i don't know what to do like you need to help me but then we'll also be like okay now i need to take over because this is this is this is what i do Mm -hmm. and it just it makes it makes it makes any given episode so much more compelling because you're you know the characters are trying to help each other are trying to make each each other better through each other. You know what I mean? It's so much more interesting than mm-hmm. Fangirl and the Doctor.
0: Yeah, And Absolutely. Thank
1: God for Peter Capaldi for saying no to any romantic whatever between them <laughs> yeah. because yes. that like platonic friendship is so much more interesting. Mm -hmm. because we've seen romance so many times before. And yes, I'm a sucker for like a romance story as is like with Clara and Danny. I want to (laughs) know how they fall in love, but it's not, you know, it's not the main focus of the show. And Mm -hmm. it's so good right now.
0: Yeah. Well, and the thing with, uh, with, with Danny and Clara and their uh, like faded future at this point Mm -hmm. what I think is interesting about that being revealed in this episode is that it almost feels like Moffat again like sort of talking about writing these characters and how he knows their trajectory as the writer but the audience doesn't and and so like again you you've got Clara who last season Clara represented the the companion like all companions Um, she was like the ultimate companion Uh, And now this season, she sort of represents the audience. And I think it's interesting where like he's basically saying, I know where these characters are going. Um, And and Clara doesn't, but she's like involved in it. And I don't know. It's just it's interesting. Like the idea of like writing like a romantic comedy and saying, you know, I know that these two characters are going to get together at the end it's how and you as the writer know that (laughs) yeah like that's how it works but you still have to write it happening as it almost as if like you know like you're controlling them like puppets (laughs) (laughs) um and and it's like it's like what if those characters don't want to get together you know and what this episode is saying is sort of like yeah no it's inevitable that they're going to get together because i'm the writer and i've deemed it so Mm -hmm. um and clara like gets to experience that idea sort of like firsthand and i just find that where
2: she's like oh okay
0: yeah right she's just like oh i i guess i'm gonna be with my great grandma grandma. my great grandma gave me this i just met him (laughs) we're on our first date but i'm gonna be married with it married to him and we're gonna have kids and they're gonna have kids and he's gonna be a time (laughs) strident yeah
2: that was yeah the end of the episode kind of gets a little loopy but
0: yeah chrono not sure not probably Yeah. <clears throat> um, but anyway, I just think that that's – I think that's really interesting and it will be interesting to see how it affects uh, their relationship because Clara knows that they're supposed to be together but Danny doesn't. And I almost imagine it's going to get Clara into trouble because you know she tends to just well, speak without thinking. Sure, yeah. And and so if she's if she feels like she's safe with him because she's like oh well I know we're like we're gonna end up together so like she's just way more comfortable than she should be like I imagine there's gonna be a lot of her putting her foot in her mouth guys mind, what if um, it's
2: just what if it's just a season long Back to the Future but like merge Marty and George's character
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm um, like she's—I mean, that's, I guess that's kind of theoretically. That's what uh, season five and six were. Oh right.
1: Oh. Technically,
0: with River being Meh. Marty. Yeah, but that was stupid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was stupid, but <laughs> this is this um, is, um,
1: <clears throat> What is what is the type of irony where the audience knows what's going to happen before the characters do? Is it dramatic irony? I haven't been in an English class in a while.
0: I don't know that one.
1: Um, I think it is dramatic irony, but uh, it's like that um, this thing playwrights use where they reveal something to the audience, and the audience knows what's going to happen, but the characters mm-hmm. don't. And it's like a big train wreck. It's used in a lot of tragedies and it's, stuff. It's like it's um, like it's like, um, like when uh,
0: like like the end of uh, season two with where Rose is like, "I'm going to die." Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I think, <laughs> and it's, then
0: she doesn't, and it's BS. <laughs> Like who just says they're gonna die? <laughs> can die, die as Rose Tyler. This is the story of how I died. psych. <laughs> psych.
1: <laughs> um, if you <laughs> if you choose to take Clara as representative of the audience, I think it's a cool way of playing with that form of irony, where Clara, as the audience, knows what's going to happen, but she right. doesn't really know. It's really cool. I like a That's- lot of what's going on.
0: That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, you said yeah it Much yeah. more succinctly Aww, than I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we? To get
2: really, if we go, we're going. We're getting so deep, and I'm going to be the shallow person. Can we freaking talk about the costumes in this episode?
0: Uh oh my god, the twelfth doctor was a freaking. Oh badass my god, that episode. shirt. <laughs> oh yeah, the just the sweater, like the the sweater with like the it looks like a starry sweater, and like, like Clara's dress, like kind of went with it. <sighs> oh my god it was so all the costumes were so good yeah. in this episode other than i guess uh what's his name uh olson oh okay Olsen? fun fact about orson, orson. Okay. orson, orson orson's yeah. costume just being like that same stupid orange <laughs> suit that they've been using like once a season hmm. since season hmm. two this is it says,
2: says, uh, says d tenant on the tag
0: yeah i mean i'm just like guys you gotta make another space no we do not scott <laughs> we're the BBC.
1: Remember the last time that happened when we yeah. made a new spacesuit? I was terrible. <laughs>
2: oh man! Oh, uh, fun fact about uh, about Orson uh, because of their accents when they were talking, it was like "Hello, my name's Awesome Wells." Yeah. And I was like "Awesome," yeah. like "Awesome Pink." Your name's Awesome Pink. For a yeah, minute, I, I, thought I thought
1: that his-
0: too, <laughs> and
2: then I saw his name, like "Oh, thank God." Yeah, Because that would, that would yeah. undo everything I've loved about this episode if they were going to try it.
0: Actually, actually, if his name was Awesome Pink, I would have actually – it would have amused me because it would have said something about the future where we just start naming pe- <laughs> naming our kids weird. Like you – it's like you think naming kids after fruit was weird? Yeah. Like wait till we start naming them after. I'm, sen- <laughs> like, I'm
2: Sensitive Jones. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was awesome pink for a while, and I just went with it be- exactly because oh yeah, it's a hundred years in the future. Our generation's weird; like sure,
2: we're gonna yeah. be weird. Yeah, we're all about to <laughs> we're all about to die. Everything's
0: ending.
1: <laughs> awesome! I um, just birthed this. Awesome! Awesome!
0: I just i I love the twelfth doctor in this. Uh, I think him without the collar with the with the with the jacket and no collar and the sweat like it's perfect. Like I think that I I like that more than the outfit that, you know, is supposedly like his outfit. I the like this one way outfit. better. Right. His the one the yeah, like the one that he's wearing in in, yeah. you know, the last two episodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um I like this way better. Uh without the collar cuz we've had, you know, two doctors in a row with a collar. Sure, yeah. We don't need to i've it. noticed i i've noticed something it? about you scott you
2: you you you're you're a sucker for the secondary costume i am because like <laughs> uh because you were because you were me, me too but you were all about uh, uh eleven's
0: like series seven suit i did really like that suit <laughs> a lot although although for me it still isn't the iconic one for him i still i still think that when i think of the eleventh doctor i always automatically think uh the uh the first one oh, oh, the sure. tweed jacket but but i did really like the second one and i thought it was unfortunate that they wasted like two great outfits on that doctor yeah, changed clothes We're a lot like share the wealth like what's going on guys <laughs> um but uh but yeah i do i like i loved the i loved uh, ten's uh, blue outfit yeah like i thought it was way better than the brown do you remember
2: those first pictures of matt smith like the first publicity photos where he was kind of dressed like 12
0: yeah 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 that's true he was like he was dressed as like a it was like a combo of 12 and mm-hmm. 9
1: yeah he had like that leather jacket going mm-hmm. on with the sweater and the parted <laughs> Which hair is, and everyone thought he looked like a dweeb because it's
2: and, just so not um, him now that we know who he's yeah. like
0: yeah. yeah it looked
1: like a really like a bad headshot that's what this <laughs> publicity was <laughs>
0: <Just, for us. laughs> like, he he's with the TARDIS <laughs> In like a street corner. It really like gave us – made me think that the vibe of the show was going to be way different than it was. Yeah, yeah. kind of like a – like Luther meets Doctor Who. Yeah, that's what I thought. Totally. Oh, what could have um, All right. So let's talk about the <laughs> Let's talk about the book. Uh, because that's a thing. Like going back to the first Doctor as a kid, I was just like – I I when they said like oh he'll never he'll never be a time lord I was like what the <laughs> what? <laughs> and then and then I was just like wait okay I was like all right all right Moffat tread carefully Here we go like let's tread carefully yeah uh, and he did he he did like he did just enough to make doing it worthwhile <laughs> but he didn't do enough where it was offensive
2: it was it was just the right amount of liberty. Yeah, it was like, okay, I'm going to actually push it a little forward, but I'm not going to like he was a girl. You know what I mean? It was just like, yeah. And then to tie it all back just to see like John Hurt. And I was like, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. like that makes Day of the Doctor even more compelling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the whole thing with the like you said, like the little soldier man without the without a weapon, without a gun. I was like, oh, that's so good. It it ties
2: Clara into his origin in such a more organic way than than, than, uh, the name of the doctor did.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and weirdly, Danny. Yes, I- who's not even a companion yeah. yet?
2: Because <laughs> she's a teacher. She inspires children. That's her thing. Right.
0: Uh, I don't know, Cassandra. What did you think of that scene?
1: Oh no, I loved it. I for a while I thought for I don't know I don't know why I was thinking this, but for a while I thought the little boy was going to be the master instead of the doctor because I just really want the master back. Um, but, uh, no, it was so good. And like you were saying Nick, about <sighs> what if, how wait,
0: wait, 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 before you move on, yeah, before you move yeah. on, let's, let's talk about that master bit because what if it is the master and she's changed the master's timeline? Oh, oh my, my God. God. And, and <laughs> that's why, and that's why Missy is the way that she is. And Missy is actually a good guy. She's
2: just, yeah. Like she's a pacifist trying to create the promised
0: land. Right. That's like that is the master. Uh, Give and, that like, to me. Clara changed his, like his entire timeline.
1: Give it to me now. And, and Missy, <laughs> oh my god, and Missy,
0: you just blew my brain apart. <laughs> oh
1: my god.
0: And Missy's
2: like, I'm like, like Doctor, I need your help. There's right. something even. Oh my god. There's something even worse coming. Like.
0: It's the wrongy. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what if, what if, what if, uh, you know, because it sounded like the doc, like, well, whoever the kid is, I guess, because you never, they never actually come out and say that that was the doctor,
1: right?
0: Um, so whoever that kid was, what if it sounded like she, he was living at like a boys' home? Yeah. Oh, I thought those were his right? parents, like his really stern, like kind of like. Well, he said they specifically say like, why doesn't he? Why? Why isn't he staying in the house with the other boys?
2: Oh. Yeah, I guess I don't know enough about. I don't know if they've ever specified. Like, have, has he ever on? I don't know. They okay. haven't. That he has so, like siblings.
0: Yeah. I well, that's what my thing was. Like, what if he does? What if the master isn't necessarily his sibling, but what if they just both lived in the same?
1: Oh my god!
0: Boy house, like, and so that's that's the master, <laughs> yes. and and the doctor knows the barn too because he was one of the boys, like
2: freaking like Harry and Draco.
0: Right. Please. And the, and they oh say that God. thing where where when the when the two uh, adults come in and they're and he's like you know why is he always out here crying and she's like you know why they never say why <laughs> we don't know why yeah and it makes me think what if he's out there crying because he hears the drums,
2: uh,
1: holy crap
0: yeah <laughs> and then like Clara
2: comes in and just like just freaking Days of Future pasts, like everything
0: yeah that's my theory there there we go Cassandra thank you you're welcome. <laughs> I think I think that was the master. I don't think it was the doctor.
1: Oh my god! No, I really wanted to be the master. Now, can you imagine when like the doctor finally meets this incarnation of the master, and she just holds out the little soldier figurine? Ugh. Oh my god! <laughs> Give that to me now! Holy crap!
2: I just I just w- like yes. I, I <laughs> keep going. I, I was saying now I just want like a doctor and master as like fourteen year olds like solving mysteries on Gallifrey.
1: Please, yes.
0: You know what's so funny is I totally want that too now. <laughs> now that we are talking about it, but if you had asked me just like forty eight hours ago, if that was something You're like, I would what are you want,
1: talking about? I'd be like,
0: "No, I never want that." Who would ever want that?
1: Because <laughs> it's, I mean, it's heavily implied that the doctor and the master went to the academy together anyway. Right. So what if? It, it went to, like, what if it went a step further and they just grew up together, kind of mm-hmm. like, a, like a whole Snape and Lily Evans thing, where they're like, yeah, we got into the academy, we're really cool, and one goes this way and the other goes that it's way, like, no, and come back. they meet up again.
0: Yeah. Oh. What if? What if? Because uh, you know, Mo- Moffin has always talked about how much he hates the Master and how stupid he is, <laughs> and how he's just like, he's just like, he's so, he's just like an obvious villain, and he he doesn't really do anything and. You know, he's supposed to be as smart as the doctor, but he isn't really because he never wins <laughs> ever. And so he's just like, it's a stupid, he's like, he's always going on and on about how the master is the stupidest, uh, the stupidest villain. So like, what if he changes him to make him more interesting? Like an antihero. Right. And that's what, that's what this Frickin is.
2: Freaking like, God, like, like let's turn, let's turn the master into like Bucky Barnes. Oh yeah. my
0: God. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I am surprisingly down for that. <laughs> I don't even care. I yeah. I want it now.
0: I mean, you know, we there's only so many ways you can do evil, Time Lord. Exactly. So See, this the, is fascinating. The, for me <laughs> as a fan of as a fan of New Who, like when
2: I when I was introduced to the Master, it was because of John Sim. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god, he must be the coolest guy ever." And then I went on like Wikipedia and watched some stuff and I'm like, <laughs> "Wait, no, he's like <laughs> And I was like, no, he's kind of not. He's kind lame a lot. Actually, now that I think about it, so I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think the master has gotten his like Heath Ledger like. I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's gotten his due yet. You know, I think he's one of those villains that's cooler in concept mm-hmm. right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Even with Johnson, yeah. I think. Yeah. Because uh, as good as three quarters of his uh, his two his like his like introduction story was. Um, the end of time. Was not, the end of time was not good. Um, <laughs> despite like you know the last twenty minutes or whatever, which almost redeems the whole thing. Sure. But the master race plan. <laughs> I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> and skeleton, ham
0: ske- Skeletor, hamburger guy, <laughs> cannon. That's his. That's his name. The, in ske- the show, Skeletor, Hamburglar <laughs> Master. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so I. Oh my god, what if that's the master? Oh.
1: You're welcome. Yeah. Um
0: Good work, Cassandra.
1: What was I gonna say? No, I don't I thought know, it was but stupid you're on a roll tonight, like,
0: so keep going.
1: No, I thought <laughs> it was stupid because it's like, oh, obviously this is the doctor, but what if it's not? Because um, I my first instinct was, Oh my god, is that the master? And yeah. I just didn't even question that it was the doctor until it was just until she started talking to him. I don't know. Right. I don't know.
2: Um, He looks up and it's this horrifying, like, William Hartnell's face green screened on, like, a boy's (laughs) body.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: You know what's funny, too, is I watched those Doctor Who extras, the YouTube, like, confidential specials, Mm. basically. Yeah. And uh, in the episode four, Listen, they talked about – for some reason, I forget how it came up. Oh, it came up because of the barn scene. So, like, they're like, oh, the barn scene and whatever. And then they talk about all of the Time Lords that he's ever uh talked to or, like, hung out with or fought or been friends with or whatever throughout the course of, like, all of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um And one one of the things, when they mention the Master, they show the Master and then specifically show the image of him as a kid looking into the Time vortex. Yes,
1: Exactly. Oh yes,
0: and I was like, I was like, that's weird. I was like, well, like, you know, whatever. And th- they even say something about like, something about like them being friends as ki- Like it's just like a throwaway thing. Uh-huh. But th- but now that now that we're thinking this, I'm like, I wonder if they threw that in there to just remind people of their background and of that. Yeah.
1: Oh, my goodness! I have really really hoped that's the case now
0: like what if this kid is just like the same actor that like played that kid <laughs> looking into the vortex
2: man <laughs> also it would it would fix this being the first episode of the season not to have any reference to the promised land mm-hmm, oh yeah,
0: my God.
1: yeah <sighs> I forget what I was talking about. Um...
0: I don't know. I interrupted you with this whole mess. Oh,
1: no, game. it's fine. Worth it. <laughs> it's, uh,
2: it um, feels so good having this. Th- it feels so good that the show has weight again. Or, like, something yeah. really, yeah. to really chew
0: on. Mm-hmm. I just love having theories about Doctor Who again, because, like, for the past, you know, two seasons, I haven't I really. Because, like,
2: cares? It's going to be. I think, exactly, that, I, yeah. I think it was,
0: yeah, it was uh, Good Man Goes to War that killed that that side of my fandom. You yeah, know,
1: exactly. Where it was
0: it was just like when that got revealed and I was like, "Oh, the dumbest version of this is the answer." I was like, "That's disappointing." It's like it's like um, gluing
2: a gun to a fireplace. <laughs> oh, I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, see it all fit. No, you just glued it there. It wasn't there before. No, but it's there. See, I
0: glued it and it was right when for... <laughs> Ah. Uh god this episode was yeah. good
1: now if it's not the master though I'm gonna be super disappointed yeah
0: well I mean if it's not the master it's not like they're gonna reference this again this mm, season you true. know? so we'll just move on and yeah. it'll be it'll be fine but um, I really want it to be the master now because yeah. it would be such a good twist for guys for who we know the master could not show up at all this season <laughs> I know I know it's, that's totally true. <laughs> no, there could yeah, be no okay. master.
2: We, we could be the only podcast like talking about him this much.
0: I know that we're not oh, okay. that. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I, I really like that. I also love that there's no monster in this episode. No, yeah. Like it's just not even about that. Like I just, it makes it so interesting. There's just, there's no monster. There's, there's nothing. If anything, the doctor was kind of his own antagonist today. Yeah
1: yeah it reminded me a lot of midnight um, mm-hmm. especially with the hatch and the knocking and the the creepy um, right but and how that one that that midnight isn't really resolved either it, it just kind of happens and we don't know what's out there and the doctor still doesn't know it out there what's out there so I was like oh maybe it's connected somehow but then I like the ending better yeah um, but yeah, no. And uh that blanket scene is terrifying. So it scary. was,
0: but I but I love that it's nothing. Like it was just a kid. Like Was it though? Oh yeah. That was the thing. He said that there's only two there's only two uh there's only two uh uh things. Like it's either a monster or it's just like one of one of uh Rupert's friends like playing a trick. And then at the end of the episode when Claire is just like there isn't anything you're just afraid (laughs) and and so like you go through and like every time he said that he said like oh it's one of those things like listen for it like there's a thing he would always be like or it's something it's just not a thing like i just forgot that i wrote listen like she even says that listen was in his handwriting (laughs) yeah so he's just insane yeah he's just forgetful like the doctor (laughs) usually is He's like getting distracted by himself. Because,
2: like, oh, there was this part where Clara like how long how
0: long have you been traveling alone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe he's just old. So he's uh, just old, guys. Yeah, okay. the, when I said there's no monster, I mean literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like there is no monster in the episode. I at don't
1: long. I don't I I see what you're saying, but I I don't know. I kind of came away from it with a more like I was saying, like a midnight feel, like We don't know what's out there, so it might be nothing or it might be this. Um, And I kind of like that, how it can go either way. I mean, Mm. people are obviously going to interpret it like, I mean, because you, yeah, the words are hard right now. Um, (laughs) But I don't know. I kind of like the sense of open-endedness about the whole monster, no monster thing. Unless
0: that's just a me thing. I don't know. I don't know. I definitely I, – I walked away like just loving that this was – this episode ended up being exclusively about the Doctor and that there was no monster. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but that's just me. Yeah. I don't know. What, okay. what, do you, what do you have to say about it, Nick?
2: You know, I <laughs> – it's hard to believe a kid would be that committed to a prank. But, yeah. um, but I, 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 I I appreciate that the episode gives integrity to both interpretations of that scene.
0: Yeah, I just love I just love the idea of the doctor just being like, turn your back to him. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. And the kid under the blanket is just like, ah, but oh, oh. <laughs> who even me. are you? <laughs> just. There's just a kid under the blanket. The doctor's like, nobody look at no, him. No, 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 no. <laughs> It just makes me laugh. I don't know. He
1: messed that kid up for the rest of forever. Like, nobody yeah. look at this kid. No, but even because when the kid leaves, if it is a kid, um, there's like that blink of light and it's like way too fast, I feel. Well, um, the blink
0: of light was the was just light reflecting. Oh, okay.
1: The, I don't know. You know like, I, it just felt too st- Supernatural for me to be like, oh, it's just a kid, whatever. So
2: dumb. I'm kidding. (laughs) Shots fired. Oh. I've I've never watched that show. I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: (laughs) Not, you know, but not the show, but just, you know.
0: Lowercase s.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Mm What do you guys think of the doctor in the episode, just in general?
2: Oh, he's great. Yeah, Capaldi Capaldi can just. Capaldi can just cakewalk. I mean, he can just moonwalk from here until the end of the season. I'd be happy, <laughs> just straight for forty minutes without stopping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, he, he was—he was great. He was terrific. He was so vulnerable and wise, and now yeah, was great. Yeah,
0: I just—I just love that. I feel like we're finally getting the twelfth yeah. doctor now. I
1: feel like like you brought up the scene where they're kind of bantering in Clara's bedroom and he's just like, come on, come on, let's go do a thing. Let's go. Let's
0: go. <laughs> Why do um, you need three window mirrors? Why can't you just turn your head?
1: He's poking fun at her, but it's it's not malicious. It's kind of like, yeah. haha, you're ridiculous. It's kind of like an old, it's like an old man. It's like, it's like a
2: grandfather yeah. and his granddaughter.
0: You know, I always hear uh, people like, you know, like Tumblr and and whatnot, like screaming about that Moffat trope where he has the doctor make fun of Clara's body. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, and they're like, that's not cool. They shouldn't do that. And I'm just like, have you seen her? Because she's like drop dead gorgeous. So to say that, like, oh, no, the doctor's making fun of her body. It's like. But I, I, look at yeah. her. Like you guys know that it's ironic, right? Like look at her. I like, kind
2: of I, I kind of attribute that to like a strax uh, yeah. like a kind of disconnection to the human body in a way.
1: Right, yeah.
0: exactly. I, like, that's how I I, I, take g- it. I genuinely like not go on.
1: Oh, like not understanding um like human aesthetic. Yeah.
0: Like I Christ.
2: just I don't I, I genuinely I don't think 12 looks at Clara like sexually like at all.
0: I don't think it's malicious at all. No, I don't think so either. I, and so I've always, I've always like, looked at that Moffat trope and just sort of, like, I think that's just a, that's just a joke, that's just a series of jokes, like, I don't think it's a trope, <laughs> I think it's just like, I a joke.
1: Did Eleven do that? I don't even remember.
0: No, Eleven would just, like... Just, it, the trope's been around for a while, so he must have. Okay. I know, like, it just, Eleven it, would, like... I
1: feel like it works better yeah. with Capaldi. Because
0: there's, yeah. there's kind of this, like, safe
2: difference of... There's, like, an unspoken, like, they're not going to make out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Or, like, with Eleven...
0: Well, remember, remember, Cassandra, uh, you, like, retumbled that Moffat Doctor Who bingo sheet? Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of the things on the bingo sheet.
1: I feel like that's, um recent, though, that they made that. But, like,
2: but like oh, when, okay. when it was Eleven, it's like... Okay, it's just like, if Eleven's like, you have a weird face, it's like, well, you're always trying to make out with her, though. Like, what's that about?
0: <laughs> but, like, with, yeah. with Twelve, it's like... I don't know. There's... You have a weird face. I don't understand you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you have a weird face. Yeah, well, you have an old face. And then they're like, yeah, let's go adventure.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, um. it's, yeah, whereas that's not... the. the 11 was kind of pete campbell about it in a way that was kind of weird sometimes
0: mm-hmm.
1: did either of that. you <laughs> speaking of
0: <laughs> of Moffitt and like those tropes and tumblr and whatnot did either of you read that article uh by phil sandiford about uh him arguing that moff Stephen Moffat is actually a feminist no no Um, He wrote an article and, like, you know, he, like, prefaces it about how how he has, like, a PhD and whatnot. And it's a little – he goes – he gets a little into mansplaining territory. Um, But I think a lot of his points are interesting because the point that he makes is that every time that the doctor does something that – feels a little misogyny or even like in anything that moffat has written that feels a little misogyny it's always pointed out in the episode that they're idiots uh like whoever the character is that's doing the thing are are idiots and the women are almost exclusively right all the time like everything that they do are like they're always the ones that are in the right and the the men are always in the wrong um and so, like, I don't know. It was. It's a really, really long article, but it's a really interesting read, yeah. and made me sort of like start to rethink him a little. Like in a way where it's like, it's like he's just not. He's. It's not that he's being misogynist. It's that he's not afraid to talk about the misogynistic thoughts that men have naturally and po- point poke fun at them.
1: My, you should. You first. You should link that to me because I want to read it. Um, okay. but my counter to that is always and forever going to be the wedding of River song. Cause what?
0: Yeah. And it's, <laughs> and
2: it's ultimately the misogyny of 11 was always kind of rewarded. Like yeah. he always had like a woman to care, to worship him kind of no matter what he did, you know, like there was never any real consequences to his actions. I guess his death, but like, I don't know. It's. Yeah, like it was always like oh, men are dumb too, but it was it was it was always kind of like yeah, but women are this right? I don't know. Like I always, whenever it gets that, I always just picture Stephen Moffat just like kind of again like Mad Men, just kind of with a cigar, you know, like in his chair, like ah, the dames, you know, <laughs>
1: the dames, <laughs> the dames. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but to go with your theory about Moffat, like being this episode or having... Yeah, you know, the Mm -hmm. one we talked about earlier. Right, right. I can kind of see him maturing into Mm -hmm. someone who discusses these misogynistic tropes, like, in this episode, especially, because the doctor kind of jokes, like, makes fun of Clara's face, he makes fun of Clara's makeup, and blah, 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 blah. Um, And... But it's it's not it's not played it's it's like a funny little rib instead of a like a malicious like oh you're weird kind of thing um, so I don't know I I would be interested to read that article because I really like Phil Sandfer, so hmm.
0: mm-hmm. yeah the uh, article is actually called Stephen Moffat is a feminist and you are wrong if you disagree oh. So he really throws the gauntlet. Sure. All right. <laughs> okay. Challenge
1: accepted.
0: <laughs> um,
2: but, that sounds. That sounds pretty open to the other side.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Stop
0: complaining. Um, yeah, I mean that's sort of uh, that's sort of the vibe of it. Um, but you know, the first the opening like <clears throat> six paragraphs are literally just him talking about why he deserves to be writing this, which is. Um,
1: that's not
0: unfortunate. Yeah, that was the part where I was just like, "You can't just make your point. You got to talk to about your PhD and all of this." Yeah.
2: <laughs> here's why I'm. Um, here's why I am not a misogynist. Yeah.
0: Here well, is he, why he I am He specifically calls himself a man-hating feminist. So. He uh,
1: what?
0: Yeah, he calls himself a man-hating feminist. Oh. Huh. Phil okay. Sanford does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: He knows he's a man, right?
0: Yeah, that's kind of the. You part. have to love yourself, dude. He's like a ma- man who hates men, or something.
1: Oh, because that's you know. No like Batman. Original.
2: <laughs> no, Batman isn't. Uh, Batman isn't eight men.
1: Batman hates every man. Batman hates
2: <laughs> what men can do, but he he believes in what they can become.
0: <laughs> Batman hates. Uh, Batman hates
2: crime. Really, <laughs> yeah, he just hates crime.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness!
2: Aquaman loves the see right. <laughs> Um, can I can I can I can I admit something to you guys? Um, sure. Every, no. every time I watch an ep- every time I watch an episode of Doctor Who, um, I like to mute the uh, I like to mute it when the theme song plays, and I like to play a song, so it's like they have a different theme song every week. That's yeah. weird. <laughs> Like uh, before, listen. I played the theme song to that '70s show. <laughs> it's fun. Try it sometime. It's it it. No, no, no.
1: Have you done the Game of Thrones theme? Yet?
2: Oh man, that's it's so long. I probably should though.
0: Yeah, Game of Thrones theme is. Really but like,
2: long. what's my age again? Is really fun to do. <laughs> oh man!
1: You should do the Buffy theme. Song. Oh,
2: definitely.
0: <laughs> oh, guys, time heist. Uh it looks really fun. Yeah. Uh here's too bad hoping it's they, gonna suck. Yeah, here's hoping <laughs> they give us they give us uh five for five. But hey, if this season could give uh, us the first good Mark Gatiss episode, I believe in anything. That's true. That's true. I mean look, Steven Steven Thompson, like I said, he, he's written two of the greatest episodes of Sherlock. So it it's possible. It's possible.
1: This run of three is like the trifecta of just mediocre until recently Doctor Who writing, and now we have a really good Mark Gatiss episode and a really good Stephen Moffat episode
0: for the first time in forever. I know. I don't know. And and Thompson's being co-written with Moffat. Yeah. So it's not just him next time. For the first Hmm. time in (laughs) forever. And then on the other side of Time Heist, it's all new writers.
1: I'm so excited.
0: I I am absolutely pumped for the new writers. Oh man, the master! Let's bring it on. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh man,
0: I can't believe that. I blows my uh, blows my brain apart.
1: Because oh, I was like, "Oh man, what if it's the master?" And you guys just ran with it, and it's the most beautiful thing I have ever experienced in my life. Thank you very much. <laughs> I really want the master, and I really want more manic. I need to know what it is, Doctor, because I really like yeah. that scene too. Yeah,
2: just, just Captain Ahab.
0: Yes. Oh, he's that. It's totally what he is. He's oh totally Captain God. Ahab.
1: He's do it for the vine, Doctor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do
1: it for the vine. <laughs> he kind of is though. He's like, I don't.
2: I know. <laughs> he's really. <laughs> um- <laughs>
1: He needs to know and he needs to do it and he needs to do the thing for reasons that's what <laughs> is like. oh my god <laughs>
0: there there's that i think i think uh i think my favorite uh doctor moment in this episode uh was the one the part where um where claire is like staring wide-eyed at, or- at uh, orson and the, the doctor's just like yeah i laughed at it about it too What's happening with your eyes? Stop it! Stop your eyes! Tell your eyes to calm down. I just, I just love that so much. He was so upset. Like every time uh, Eleven would do stuff like that, it was always just like it, there. It wasn't. There was nothing earnest about it. Like he yeah. was just like he was like very like oh I'm kooky, but like. P- Capaldi's so earnest with those lines; it just makes them so much better. Oh, I we we didn't
2: talk about this last week because we we got we got talking about Space Irish Jaws, but uh, <laughs> my favorite line reading of the season is uh, in Robot of Sherwood, where the Doctor was like, "I'm already free," and like he's like shaking his hands in front of the robot. Yeah. Oh man, that was really good. He's kind of like he's kind of the Rick of the Doctors.
0: Oh, he is. He's just over it. Yeah. Wow. Cassandra, do you watch Rick and Morty? I don't. You need to watch Rick and Morty. It's it, it's
2: okay. like if Doctor Who was like an animated half hour comedy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that the one by Dan Harmon? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Okay, I
1: knew yeah. about
0: it. You got to watch it. Except it's just like it's just like Doctor Who meets Back to the Future if Doc slash the Doctor was drunk. Was just an oh my god yeah okay <laughs> it's so great
1: that's a really good elevator pitch I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um all right well that's it I guess anybody else have any uh, closing thoughts or anything
2: no just bring on the rest of the season
0: I know oh, I can't wait
1: it's so genuinely. nice to be excited about dr who again like genuinely excited
0: mm-hmm and it just a brand, it just feels like a brand new show. Yeah,
1: it really does. This is why I love Doctor Who.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I watched this really. Uh, it was like a Crack video, and it was this butt hurt guy talking about why Doctor Who needs to be retired and why his butt was, and I was over. Like, yeah, that's just cruel. Um, <laughs> no, but he. It was six minutes long, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this just for the sake of argument because whatever. And it was so dumb.
0: <laughs> and it was as someone who who fundamenta- fundamentally doesn't understand what Doctor Who is,
1: yeah, because all of his complaints were from the new season stuff, and a lot of a lot of his complaints were fandom related, not the show. And if it was show related, then it was all like Stephen Moffat's worst hits kind of thing, right? Um,
0: and it's like. So get a new showrunner. You don't retire Doctor.
1: Exactly, and he's like, "Oh, continuity." I'm like, "Bro, have you seen Classic Trek? Like, have you have you watched any other?" And he argues that Doctor Who is not good sci-fi, and I'm like, "Okay, you, I don't know what you watch, like." Dune or something. <laughs> well, to know. be
0: fair, he works for Cracked. That's so. true.
1: <laughs> and I like a lot of their stuff most of the time, but he's just sitting in this dumb, like, Eleven cosplay. Like, I tried to like your show. <laughs> oh, he did it in cosplay? All, yeah, and first of all, if you try to like something, you already, like, hate it, so... Go watch yeah. something else. Stop being I upset. tried
0: to like your show, but I don't, so it should go away. Because nothing that I don't like a lot should be allowed to be on television.
1: Pretty much.
2: It's like, it like, like Cracked is BoJack Horseman and BuzzFeed is like Mr. Peanut Butter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's accurate. <laughs> oh
1: my goodness. It's so
0: just, yeah. uh, Cracked can be really hateful.
1: Yeah. It um, was just a lot of white nerd man pain.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a band name.
2: All right. (laughs) right, Well, of the episode, white nerd (laughs) (laughs) campaign.
1: People are gonna be so confused, but you know, thematic. Woo. (laughs)
0: If you have thoughts you want to share on Listen or uh, any of the theories that we talked about, uh, whether it's uh, it being a metatextual uh, episode or the master theory that we talked about, find the post of this episode at at, uh, thedoctorscompanion.us and leave a comment. Or you can send us an email, tdcpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, If you like me and you want to check out my other shows, uh, check out mindrobber.net, where you can find uh, The Mind Robbers, the flagship podcast, uh, The Mind Robbers Versus, where we talk about uh, Joss Whedon episodes, uh, like episode by episode, all of his series and everything. Um, Or uh, check out Not Writing, the the podcast I do with Nick, uh, where we get on a call and uh, we talk about uh, whatever we want to talk about. Um, We're writing a script together and... Usually we kind of just BS mm. for a while, yeah, and we so really, and, and
2: I it. we really, I really appreciate the uh, the conversation we have going throughout the week on the website and on Twitter uh, with the mm-hmm. listeners. It's really fun. It kind of it makes me excited to do the podcast more because it's like,
0: oh, people are like really engaged. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so if you're if you're on Twitter uh, and you don't want to go comment on the website for whatever reason, you can just shoot us. A, uh, shoot us a message on uh, Twitter. Follow us uh, at TDC podcast. Um, that's where we'll post uh, the second a new episode hits, or you can follow our personal accounts. I'm at Scott Carelli. Nick is at uh, Nick M Jimenez and Cassandra is at dark hearted Rose. Uh, if you like the show, do us a favor, leave us a review on iTunes. We're now on Stitcher. So if you listen to Stitcher or even if you've never heard of Stitcher, get on Stitcher and leave us a review because once we get five reviews, Stitcher starts advertising for us. Uh, which is awesome. Um, so uh, <laughs> go check that out. And uh, of course, most importantly, just get out there and, and be our street team and tell people we exist and they should you like the show and that they can like it too. Uh, next time, we'll be back to talk about Time Heist. So we'll talk to you then. Bye.
2: Bye.